With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. From my perspective, he was the number four overall quarterback, right? But I know John Dorsey, and from John Dorsey's perspective, John's got a little swag, and he likes swag. He likes confidence. This gives a competitor. If you're looking at the plus side. Of what up? What up? We're back. NFL wildcard weekend playoff episode of the Teeing Off podcast. Thank you guys for, for taking a listen. As always, uh, I'm Tito Javier, joined by Alex Kugler. Alex, what up? What up, T? Been a minute since we've been here in the booth shooting the shit about sports, but we're excited to be back. Happy 2022, everyone. Welcome back, man. I'm excited. Uh, we got some really great games coming up this weekend, NFL wildcard weekend. Don't want to waste too much time because it's still middle towards the end of the day. But um, yeah, man, let, let's jump into it real quick. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be talking sports again with you. Excited to be talking NFL wildcard weekend. Uh, anybody who's listening, please excuse uh, any rust on our part. This has been a been a, a few weeks, few months since we since we jumped on the horn and, and got to you guys. But we'll do our best to to give you some clear and concise opinion on uh, on NFL this weekend. So let's let's start first game. You know, we'll go in order of how the games are going to happen this weekend, uh, starting with the Vegas and Cincinnati Bengals game. Al, I off the bat, I really like uh, the Raiders in this game. Uh, if I'm being honest, uh, Cincinnati's favored by five, but I just think that Derek Carr, uh, the way this team has played over the past few weeks, the fact that they've had so many different things happen to them this year: uh, Henry Ruggs uh, firing uh, John Gruden, you know, playing right now with a interim head coach. I don't think that, you know, when you talk destiny, that this team has a destiny to win the Super Bowl. I definitely don't think that they'll go that far. But in terms of who they're playing against this weekend, I don't think anybody would have guessed that the Cincinnati Bengals would have won the AFC North. I don't think anybody would have thought the uh, Cincinnati Bengals would be in this position uh, in the playoffs. Uh, with that being said, I like Joe Burrow. I think they have an explosive offense. Um, but when I look, when I look at what the... Raiders pass rush has been able to to do the past couple of weeks, especially last week uh, against the Chargers to get into the playoffs. I just think a really bad Cincinnati offensive line is going to have trouble keeping those defenders off of Joe Burrow. So uh, I'll keep it quick there. I like the Raiders. I like them to cover, but I really like them to win this game. Uh, what do you got? My bad, my bad. I was asking, what's the current line right now? I think it's at five and a half, which is a pretty decent line considering it's Cincinnati's first playoff game at home in the city of Cincinnati in quite some time. They're looking for their first playoff win since the year I was born, 1991, baby. So you want to talk about destiny. This is a Bengals team that's playing at home. Uh, again, their offensive line needs to hold up, but Joe Mixon ran for 1,200 yards this year, so it's not like they've been absolutely abominable, but... Jamar Chase is a fresh young gun. We got to see what he did all year. He's an exciting, explosive player to watch. Joe Burrow is averaging over 400 passing yards a game. I love where your head's at in regards to a broken Oakland Raiders team having something to prove, but 
I'm going to play a devil's advocate here and go with the Bengals just simply because of the success they've had in a relatively tough division, you know, between the, the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. But the way that they've been playing down the stretch, you know, these last four or five games, they've really come to their own. And if Joe Mixon can run the ball well, it establishes a nice open offense to get the guys like Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, um, you know, who's our other receiver. Uh, but Higgins. Yep, there you go, T. Higgins. So I'm on the Bengals train also because I just want to see him win a playoff game for the first time in 30 years. So it's more of a, you know, golf clap for the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, it's going to be a closer game than what the, the than what Vegas has as the spread. I agree. I mean, I'd like nothing more than to see uh, Joe Burrow continue to have the, the success that he's had. Uh, really like him, really like his confidence, really like what the Cincinnati Bengals have as a team moving forward. Obviously, going into next year, you definitely want to shore up that offensive line. You know, they signed Trey Hendrickson, who I believe made the Pro Bowl. I believe made the Pro Bowl. Signed him from the Saints last year. He's been fantastic. So, to your point, uh, if they can run the ball, if they can run the ball with Joe Mixon, I really like the uh, Bengals in this game. But I'm gonna stick with the I'm gonna stick with the Raiders. Uh, I just think, given what they have gone through, that game that they played last week, which was an amazing game, probably the best game all season. You know, no doubt. Those of us on the East Coast had to stay awake until 12:30 to see the end of that game. I just think you know Mason Crosby, what that defensive line brings to the table, being able to get after the quarterback. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Raiders. Again, I'll, I'll take them to at least cover. I like the upset. You took the Bengals. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. I struggle with this game. Uh, right now, uh, Buffalo's favored, minus four and a half. I'm struggling with Josh Allen in the sense that he... You know, obviously, this is a division rival. We saw that game that they played early on in the season where Mac Jones only threw the ball three times, but Josh Allen still had a, you know, still had trouble with Belichick throwing different schemes at him, throwing different coverages at him. I want, I'm going to go with Buffalo as the favorite. Their home, Mac Jones has played, has really struggled over the past couple of weeks, really since that game when he only had three attempts against Buffalo. Again, I think this is going to be a very close game. The weather calls for three degrees. I don't think that there's going to be much wind. I don't think that's in the forecast. Obviously, you never know uh, in Buffalo what what the weather uh, is going to entail. But I will take the Buffalo Bills mainly because of Josh Allen. I, I struggle with them because of Josh Allen and the way Bill Belichick has played him. But I think in this game, he is the best player. So... In that regard, I'll go with him. They haven't been able to run the ball a lot. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball again uh, against Belichick. But the one thing that they do have is the best player in this game, that being Josh Allen. So in that regard, I'll give it to the Buffalo Bills. Who do you got? I'm circling the wagons as well, but we very well could see a very similar game to what we saw earlier in the year in Orchard Park, which is very, very cold. Mac Jones is going to throw the ball maybe a total of 10 to 15 times. They're going to play behind that defensive line. Let, let's be honest. The Bills have never had a run game, right? Josh Allen is their leading rusher on the year, so you know what you're going to get. So they are a pass-first offense. Hopefully a Dawson Knox is a little bit healthier than he has been the past few weeks since he's been banged up after an injury. But 
Stefan Diggs, another pro bowler that we just saw. So I got to go with the Bills, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer than we think. And how the hell can you ever discount Bill Belichick in a playoff game? Ironically enough, a little fun fact, this is the first time they played against each other in the playoffs since 96 when Jim Kelly was a Buffalo Bill. So obviously they see each other twice a year since then for the past 25 years. But this is obviously a, a different atmosphere uh, if anybody knows Buffalo Bills fans, there's not much going on in that city with the exception of the Sabres, who are absolutely terrible. So people are excited in this city. They are ready for what they hope to be a, a Super Bowl run here come January into to mid-February. Yeah, and I know, I know you and I got a bunch of uh, Bills fans. Shout out Alex McNeese. Look, it, it is going to be, it is not going to be a very pleasant Monday or Sunday if the Bills don't get it done. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you've had all of these years where Tom Brady just essentially just kicked the shit out of you and owned the division. Mac Jones in his rookie year, while he's played sub-average, he's still a rookie. And he's still, you know, and even as a rookie, he still got his team to the postseason. 10 wins for any rookie is, you know, nothing to nothing to shy over. You have to give Mac Mac Jones credit for getting this team, you know, despite poor play, getting this team to the playoffs. If you're the Buffalo Bills, you have to go into this game thinking, if not now, then when? And I could understand if they were playing against a non-division rival in this first round and maybe you have a hiccup and you lose. But you're playing against the Patriots who you've played twice this year, who you who who have owned your division. You're playing against Belichick, who's owned you as a franchise. I really think, you know, Bills fans have to be on suicide watch right now. If you lose this game and Josh Allen plays poor, you really have to start thinking about, all right, what, what, does, the, what does the future look like? Does Mac Jones get better? And does Belichick coach another 10 years? Probably not 10 years. He's already up in age. But, I mean, realistically, he could probably still coach another five to eight years, right? So, uh, you know, for those Bills fans out there, uh, I really hope that Josh Allen can get it done, you know, for the sake of the organization and uh, for the sake of your own psyches. Yep, I hear you. I mean, at the end of the day, Josh Allen is the future of the Bills franchise. I think what we're learning, you know, like we just discussed, is you need to have a run game to be successful in the NFL, and right now they don't have that. So that's going to be an excuse that will be at the forefront of Bills fans' minds after – if, sorry, not after, if they do pick up an L here. Um, but a division rivalry game in the playoffs is always going to be, you know, a, a lot more hyped and there's going to be a lot more momentum involved because you've seen these teams already in the, you know, throughout the year. Now, what I will say is Sean McDermott was very successfully outcoached in that game at home when Matt Jones did only throw three passes. Bill Belichick made a couple unbelievable defensive changes at halftime, which they prevailed to end up winning that game. So I think Sean... McDermott has a little bit on his plate here as a rebuttal to what has already occurred earlier in the year. So I think he's kind of taking that with a grain of salt and hopefully utilizing the experience from this past game to get this team ready to go out and pick up a W on Saturday. Love it. Uh, we'll move on from there. Side note, I really hope the Giants sign higher Brian Dable, but uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, next game on the docket, Philadelphia Eagles versus Tampa Bay. That game is a 1 p.m. start on Sunday. Uh, the line, Tampa Bay's favorite by eight. Look, I don't think anybody is going to look at this game and not take, you know, Tom Brady and the defending champ 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unless I, you're an Eagles fan. Unless you're an Eagles fan. But I, I mean, Eagles fans are probably, you know, you'll take, the, even as an Eagles fan, you'll take the Eagles uh, with your heart. But uh, I don't think anybody is expecting Jalen Hurts to, uh, or Nick Sirianni to, to outduel Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. I can't see it. Uh, I thought the line should have been higher than eight. But again, you do have the Eagles team who's sort of found an identity. You know, they run the ball. Jalen Hurts, uh, they have a host of running backs. I think, you know, over the past couple of weeks, they've been averaging, you know, over seven, eight yards of carry. So their formula for trying to win this game or at least keeping it close is going to be to run the football. I just think Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Mike Evans, you know, the, the Buccaneers are a little bit banged up. I'm not sure, you know, what their front seven is going to, to look like if they have Devin White and Levante David. I think they should. You know, they've been hurt all year. Hopefully you get Leonard uh, Fournette back. Look, ultimately, there's not really much to, to, to discuss when it comes to this game. You have the GOAT versus an unproven quarterback in Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Bruce Arians. They obviously are coming into this game a little bit banged up, but I think Tom Brady, with all of the experience that he has, uh, is able to put up enough points where the Eagles are not going to be able to match that, even if they can run the ball. So I'll take Tampa Bay, probably not minus the eight points, but obviously I'll take them to win. Not really much else for me to say. There's way too much inconsistency from Jalen Hurts to have any type of confidence. I think you're just... If you're an Eagles fan, you're excited that you made it this far. Quite frankly, you play in the worst division in football. Yes, no offense to you, Giants, Redskins, excuse me, Washington football team fans, etc. But there's way too much inconsistency on Jalen Hurts' side. The, the Philadelphia defense is really what's kept them in it all year. Leonard Fournette is a game-time decision, so when I see that, I assume he'll probably get some snaps. Who knows what's going on with Ronald Jones Jr.? Obviously, the departure of Antonio Brown here a few weeks ago drew a... Uh, through a bunch of drama throughout the league. Hashtag, or, uh, shout out to Antonio for chilling with Kanye West and, uh, and Floyd Mayweather the past few nights. And Madonna. Uh, yeah, there you go, and Madonna. But I, you don't like the spread. I absolutely love the spread. I say put all your money on Tampa Bay. It's a double-digit win for them. They're at home in warm weather. Their defense is playing phenomenal. Yeah, they have some missing pieces here on the offensive side, but that's when you get people like a Scotty Miller back involved to – Tom Brady loved to work with a few years back, just a, a little white guy on the slot to 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 mix it up and then throw some speed there. But this is an absolute wash. Throw the it's not a wash, my apologies. This is an absolute lock. Throw all your money on the Buccaneers. Jalen Hurts just plays too inconsistent to have any confidence in him. Okay. All right, there we go. We got a we got a lock. We got a lock in there. Um yeah, I mean look, I I love everything you said. The Buccaneers are you know they're gonna put up points uh tom brady has been he's been kind of inconsistent over the past couple of weeks i don't know if that's age starting to to show itself or just you know him in the dog days of a of a long season a season that you know had 16 17 games what was it 17 games this, this year as opposed to to 16 like we always right. had yeah. um but but obviously tom brady in the playoffs is just a different animal he's been there he's done that uh, against a team with a much inferior quarterback. Look, I'm because of how well the Eagles can run the ball and because of the struggles that he's had turning the ball over, uh, I I will eh, I, I I I won't I won't say anything. I, I you, won't take I won't take I won't take this I, I just won't touch this game. How about that? Yeah, we we do, for Eagles fans for a little bit of optimism, you are getting a Miles Sanders back. He came out this morning and said he was going to play, which is nice to know, but 
Tom Brady just threw for 5,300 yards and 43 touchdowns, the most in the NFL and the most in his career at the age of 48, 49, whatever the heck he is. 44. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. 44. So to that point is, yeah, you're working around a running game with a Keyshawn Vaughn who is kind of there just to take up space. If you do get a Leonard Fournette to come come out and play as he is game time, that could be huge because he'll at least – change the scheme up a little bit on the defensive side of the ball for the Eagles when you have a, a prominent runner in the backfield like Eleni. Uh, but, I mean, again, I, I would tell you Buccaneers at home at Raymond James, warm weather in Tampa, city's bumping here, Buccaneers by at least 10. Next, honestly, this is, this is the game that I, I mean, when I think about hitting you up and saying, yo, we need to record and we need to get on the horn, this was the game that I wanted to talk about most, and that's the Agreed. 49ers-Dallas Cowboys game. Obviously, as a huge Giants fan, I get you know there's no love loss when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. I never want them to win a thing. And sticking with that theme, I don't see them, I don't see any way in which they can beat Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the 49ers this week. All right, let me push back a little bit. I can see them winning, in some way, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays horrible, throws a couple picks, I just don't see where it, where it happens. This team has been so inconsistent. You know, Dak Prescott, who you just paid $75 million to, I really think if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be, I don't want to say regretful of the fact that you just gave this guy seven, $75 million, but you should be weary of it because he's, he's not played like a $75 million quarterback this year. He's only beat up bad teams and the bad teams in his division, my New York Giants being one of them. And he needs to rush for 100 yards. He needs his team to rush for 100 yards to have any semblance of, of, of winning a game. I mean, it's, it's proven. When they rush for 100 yards, he's good. When they don't rush for 100 yards, he's bad. And against good teams, playoff teams, he's bad. And against inferior teams, he's good. And against... Nick Bosa, Armstead, Warner, that that really good front seven of the San Francisco 49ers, I really just don't see how they're going to rush for 100 yards. You know, maybe Tony Pollard breaks one or two. Zeke is clearly over the hill. He doesn't have that burst. He's not a home run hitter like he was his first four years. I'm going to take the 49ers to upset the Cowboys. Uh, they're plus three. I really, you know, I can't see, I don't see where the Cowboys can stop the run. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan, you know, from when his dad was coaching, you know, schemes up the run game really, really well. Dallas, while they do have a good front seven, their defensive line is, they're, they're more a get pressure on the quarterback in the pass game type of offense, not necessarily a great run stuffing uh, defensive line. So I, I I can see the 49ers having a lot of success on the ground, whether that be using a host of backs or running the football with, with Debo Samuel. I think the, the thing that worries me about the San Francisco 49ers this week is everybody is taking them. And so you have a Dallas Cowboys team who's hearing in the media, everybody taking the, the 49ers as an upset. Maybe that gives them, you know, added motivation to get the job done. I just don't see Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott beating Kyle Shanahan and, and the 49ers. 
I love Nick Bosa. In my opinion, he's the best defensive player in, in all of, of football. Uh, I think coming off of an injury, he didn't really show it this year. But come next year, you'll see a, a Nick Bosa like we saw his rookie year. I'll kick it over to you. I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm not going to touch the points. I'll just take them to to win in an upset. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this can end up being a shootout, right? You both have very, very strong offenses. I would tell you that that Niners defense is going to be a little bit better. The front seven in the trenches of the Dallas Cowboys has been their bread and butter for the past decade. Run the ball behind these big offensive linemen and let them go to work, get downfield. So with that being said, I do think that they will have a decent rush day, which will help take a little bit of pressure off Dak. But I'm also thinking on the contrary, Jimmy G looks really good at times, looks really bad at times, right? Elijah Mitchell is expected to play. He is day-to-day. Debo Samuel is just named an all-pro with Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams in that wide receiver slot. So you have a lot of power there. Granted, you got Zeke and you got Amari Cooper on the other side, but ultimately I think the X factor is going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo and how well he can play because if he can play consistent and he can throw for 300, 350 yards, the the Niners have a really, really good shot at winning this game. But on the contrary, it's it's the same with the Cowboys. If Dak can make good decisions, if they can get a little bit of work out of their run game, if that front seven stays poised and can do their jobs in the trenches and you can sneak out 120, 130 rushing yards between Tony Pollard and Zeke, then it's going to open up the door for him to to have some big plays to, you know, you're the Darren Schultzes of the world, and, you know, Amari's there. Amari's going to get his catches. He'll catch seven to ten balls, you know. But it's going to be a very, very close game. Do not sleep on either team. I know you've got a little bit of internal hate for the Cowboys as an NFC's Giants fan, so I understand that. But I think this is going to be a really, really close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think it's, it's a wash. It's, it's, anybody's, it's anybody's game. I'll try to be objective now and not think as a giant fan. Uh, you know, when I look at when I look at this game and I look at the mass and I look at the matchups, I totally agree with you. It it's really anybody's game. You have Dak Prescott, who we've seen have success and struggle. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who same we've seen him have success. We've seen him struggle. So to your point, it is a it's definitely a, a toss up game. Anybody could win. And, and also going back to your point about the offensive lines, uh, you know, or, or the trenches, I really think that the game is going to be won, you know, at the line of scrimmage. And I just really like the 49ers defensive front with Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa a little bit more than I like what we think is still a very formidable Dallas Cowboys offensive line. And look, they've got great names on that offensive line. Tyron Smith, he's going to be a, a Hall of Famer. Zach Martin, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. All pro as of this morning as well, right? First team all pro as of this morning. But when I think about what Tyron Smith is now, he's not that elite left tackle that, you know, his name would say that he is. He's been in and out of the lineup this year. He, he's, lo- he's lost a step. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year. Honestly, I would bet that this is his last year. He's just been too inconsistent with his availability, constantly hurt. He's probably up at year. I mean, I guess I can take a look at it. 
he I mean, but even to your point is it's great to win it's great to win in the trenches but trenches doesn't stop the other team from scoring the ball right and when you have this explosive powerhouse of an offense like the 49ers do even if elijah mitchell comes in a little bit injured and banged up debo samuel will play running back for anywhere between five to ten carries on top of being their top outside man with with brandon ayuk you know and then we're not even talking about getting george kittle involved before we discuss these so if jimmy garoppolo can find a way to to have a decent pocket presence not have a lot of uh, hurries or, or interruptions behind his offensive line there really is up and down a, a piece of paper and on a depth chart a team that's as explosive as the san francisco 49ers on the offensive side of the ball I like Jimmy Garoppolo for that team to come back against the Rams last week from down 17, nothing that final drive of his to tie the game up, to take it to overtime so that they could even have the opportunity to be in the playoffs. I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously the 49ers are going to have to move on from him because they traded away their future for Trey Lance. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. If you said to me tomorrow, Hey, the giants are going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. I wouldn't be mad about that. Going back to my point about the Cowboys offensive line I think Tyron Smith is old so maybe he gives you one last run but I really think after this year he's going to retire Zach Martin while you know he's obviously amazing first team all pro you know you're hoping that you can pull him out you know run behind him and have success and then you know my guy Nick Bosa I really think he is going to eat fucking Lael Collins's lunch this week and really be in Dak Prescott's grill all game and giving him fits. When you watch this game this weekend and the 49ers are on defense, key in on Nick Bosa. I think he is going to make it hell for Lael Collins, Dak Prescott, and uh, the 49ers, or excuse me, the Cowboys offense. I really like the 49ers, but again, I think it's a wash. I think anybody can win this game. I'll give you my X factor just so we can end this. Kyle Jusick is the X factor. Give the man the ball. Let him create space. We love fullbacks at this day and age. Do we not? Kyle Juszczyk, shout out. Shout out fullbacks. Make fullbacks great again, please. Yes, and thank you for uh, for for helping me on my pronunciation of his last name. <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk, yeah. Uh, a Harvard guy. I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. Went to Harvard. Him and Fitzy. Mm-hmm. Smart guys. Uh, last thing on that game. Uh, you you said you like a high scoring game, so you like the over in that game. Fifty. I got fifty and a half. DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out. I I love it just because that's how Dak Prescott wins games is he scores thirty five points or more. So in order for the Cowboys to win this game, I think it needs to be a shootout. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, when you kind of take a step back and and look at it full circle, do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo in a shootout? You know, and that's the only reason that I think if it does get to a shootout where points need to be put up on the board, the Dallas Cowboys have a really good shot to win this game because Dak is known for you know, putting points up on the board. Yeah, but in garbage, a lot, a lot of times, a lot of, and trust me, I watch, <laughs> I watch enough. a lot of Dallas Cowboys football. He puts up a lot of garbage stats. He is fucking, he's, I, I think if you, if you, if there were a poster boy for a guy who puts up more garbage time stats than anybody else, it would be Dax Prescott. To your point, uh, you know, he, when he's hot, he's hot, you know, and when he's hot, he can throw the ball all over the fucking yard. 
in a shootout, I'm going to say I like Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit better. I think a lot of that can be that I watch too much Cowboys football and I really, and I, and I watch too much of his bad play and, and probably take, take that way more than I, you know, you know, when he plays well, I'm like, Oh yeah, got lucky when he plays bad. I'm like, see, sucks. (laughs) But, uh, but anyway, moving on to, uh, that's why we're eating Cheetos and drumsticks on the couch, watching the games, right? (laughs) Uh, moving on to the next game. This one, not, not really much to talk about in this game other than the spread and whether or not the Pittsburgh Steelers can cover 12 and a half. I think we all uh, know who we're picking to win this game. I guess I will, I, I'll go at it from the sense of the 12 and a half point spread. Look, in the NFL, for me, these are all professionals. These are all really, really good football players. Any guy who makes it to the NFL, even if he's a practice squad guy, even if he lasts a couple weeks in the NFL, he and they are really talented. And whenever I see lines that are over 10 points, I get really weary. And a Mike Tomlin coach team, uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers team that is going to come into that game with a lot of pride. I just think 12 and a half is a lot of points for a playoff game. Mind you, you do have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. And we know that that team uh, historically or, you know, over the past three, four years can can score in bunches. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover just because of Mike Tomlin, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers as a franchise. The fact that those those guys, those players in that locker room, I think will come out with just a lot of heart and determination to make sure that Big Ben doesn't get blown out in his in his final game. So I'll take the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 12 and a half, but absolutely in no way, shape, or form do I see them winning this game. It's no, I mean, it's no secret that the Kansas City Chiefs are the hottest team in the NFL. You won nine out of 10. A lot of people win. Oh, shit. What's this Chiefs team really about when you lose a few games early on in the season? It's called new personnel, getting acquainted with the system and figuring out what's best for your team. They're the hottest team in the NFL. They will win this game. However, I do want to say this is one of those weird shit miracle moments where you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who's won a couple Super Bowls with more than likely a Hall of Fame coach in Mike Tomlin who is very unsure of his future in the Steel City. Right? Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? Mike's, Mike Tomlin is Teflon. He, he's, he's there? He's Fair Teflon. Enough. He's Teflon. And, and, a lot of, and a lot of why he's Teflon is because the Roonies because, just, they don't operate like that as an organization, right? Like, right, yeah. Even, they're, they're even a in a... That has, that has a few quarterbacks over the, over the course of a few decades, right. right? Similar to their coaches. Right, and, and, and the Roonies being who they are, even in a bad year, even in a bad year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're still in the playoffs. They're still in the playoffs. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin can, you know, he's proven that he can win you. Like eight games is the bare minimum of what Mike Tomlin can win you. I don't care who the quarterback is. He's, pro- he's that much of a motivational guy that I think he can win you eight games. And if you have... Average quarterback play with Mike Tomlin, you can win another two games. And in most years, 10 games is going to get you into the playoffs. So in that regard, I don't think Mike Tomlin is there. I think he'll be the Steelers quarterback or excuse me, the Steelers head coach for a a very, very long time. Um, And then going back to the game or, or going back to the Chiefs, like, 
Yeah, they started off the season three and four and people were going crazy. What are the, what are they? Look, at no point during this season did I think that the Chiefs weren't still the Chiefs, right? Like, okay, they started three and four. They just went to back-to-back Super Bowls, right? Like, just went to back-to-back Super Bowls. I, I, can, I can imagine a team like that that has played a lot of football and had a lot of success. There'll be a little lag going into this season, but at no point did I think that they weren't going to make the playoffs or be one of those contending teams Fair, no, and to that point, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was pretty banged up for the first half of the year. He's just coming back from injury. Um, but I, I guess to my point is, back to the miracle man, is don't be surprised, I guess I would say, if the Steelers do sneak out a win here. I'm not expecting it. I don't believe it'll happen. But if the Steelers were to win this game, be very surprised. Be absolutely surprised. Like, they they're off have you watched their offense the past couple weeks uh, it is it has been a tough watch i understand where you're coming from but i think you also got to remember this is a steelers team that correct me if i'm wrong but last year started 11 and 0 obviously they had a a slide at the end of the season they did not play well come playoff time but i my point is come playoff time if you have a really good coach and a hall of fame quarterback that is clearly about to be put in a wheelchair to be logged off the field late in his career. I'm just saying anything could happen. I have no, there's no shot in hell that they win this game. But if they did, these are your talking points for it, which is Mike Tomlin, Hall of Famer, Big Ben. You got TJ Watt, who is a very proud, a very proud franchise. TJ Watt. Yeah, we can't forget about it. that guy's a Def- monster. Defensive monster. player of the year, which is why I was very surprised by your Nick Bosa comment earlier. Grant I, is coming off an injury. But well, well, let me, we'll, we'll get, yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going, but we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, I want to touch Watt, on that. Who do you just tie for, for most sacks in the season all time in history? Your the gap, boy. The gap tooth right? wonder. The gap tooth wonder. Mr. Good Morning America himself. Self, bro so th- this that's why i do like your touch on the spread because i do think that spread is a little bit outlandish granted at arrowhead a lot of points get put up we would have to look at the weather and what it looks like here for for uh for sunday night mm-hmm. but chiefs are a lock Steelers could sneak one out just speaking perpetually on their history how the organization is ran and who they have within that organization i like the point that you made about them having a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback and, and what that means when you when you talk about uh, being in the playoffs and having success in the playoffs and whether or not they can get an upset or not. Only thing I'll say is on the other side of the football, they got a Hall of Fame coach too. They got, a, they got right. a Hall of Fame quarterback too. So And, and you can try and pretend to, to play this shit like experience matters, but when you're talking about that, you're, you know, your opinion just goes down the toilet bowl because – the, the Kansas City Chiefs are more experienced than any other team in the playoffs over the course of the past, you know, 36 months. So, right. No, absolutely. Oh, wow. I'm looking at the over under on that game 46. I guess, the, I guess Vegas is thinking, all right, the Steelers haven't really been able to score many points. So they won't. Exactly. Yeah. I guess I can, I can see that. But still, 46, I, I really I like the over in that game a lot because if Kansas City gets out to a, a quick lead, I think you get the Steelers, you know, can kind of come follow up and follow up the rear of the game, you know, with some garbage time touchdowns. I think you'll you'll get minimum 28 points from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I agree. Right. You get a 31 to 15 game. And guess what? You're at 46 right there. So, you you know. And I'd like to take a minute to touch base about how we were going back and forth about the national championship game. And we absolutely, absolutely hated the over, right, at 52. What did that game end up at? 31 to 18, 15, one undercovered, but by the, the, the skin on the balls. Right. So, See, I, 
I, I, you have no idea how many people and, you know, getting off of uh, NFL playoffs and quickly going to college football. I may have text like 10 people that day saying Alabama free money. <laughs> how often do you see Alabama plus money in a football game? If I forget his first name, Williams, the wide receiver. Yeah, I think it's Devin. No, it starts with a J. Um, what, uh, Jacarius, Jacarius, something like that. What is it? Jameson, very Irish. Jameson, Jameson Williams. If he doesn't get hurt, I think Alabama wins that game. He made a spectacular catch during that game, but what was the first catch that he made, which was a quick screen to me, he just looked faster than everybody else on the field. Um, Obviously, they were missing um, uh, Mitchie, who was their number one receiver, and then Jameson Williams, their second receiver, after he went down, I think they played with like one redshirt freshman and like two other uh, true freshmen. And those guys clearly had no idea what, what they were doing. It didn't really seem like they knew what they were doing. Uh, couldn't get open, couldn't catch any passes, made it really tough on Bryce Young. Real quick about Jameis Williams is what people need to know when he comes out of that game is he's a top three wide receiver in the NFL draft coming up. He's that guy. Uh, let's move back to the NFL, and we'll touch on this last game of the weekend, the Los Angeles. Could be the most exciting one. You know, it, it's funny you say that because it's probably the one that I'm least excited to watch, I, and, I, and I don't know why. I mean, I, you have L.A., uh, you know, two division rivals who have played each other pretty nip and tuck over the past couple of years. I, you know, it's funny to me. It's The only thing I care about in this game is whether or not the Rams win or lose and what that what that means for Matthew Stafford. For some reason, I've, and maybe I'm just looking at Matthew Stafford as Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford, but when it comes to like having an it factor, he just doesn't do it for me. To me, he's just, he's just boring to me. And, I, and I, I've never thought that he was an elite quarterback. He's got elite quarterback, NFL quarterback talent. I just don't think he is an elite winner. Playing but in, to that point, how how many times has he, in, has he been in the driver's seat to be able to prove that as a Detroit Lion over the course of the past decade, you know? It wasn't like every year that Aaron Rodgers didn't win that division. Matt Stafford did win that division. Two years that Matt Stafford or that Aaron Rodgers didn't win that division and it was for the taking for Matt Stafford. Look at Mitch Trubisky won it. And, and, the Vikings I, the other year. and it's not like you didn't have Megatron for a long time. Jim Caldwell is a really good coach, even though, you know, he hasn't been gotten another head coaching job. He should definitely be a candidate right now for a, for a head coaching job. I watched a lot of Matt Stafford games while he was in Detroit. And one thing that always stuck out to me was his, his will to win or lack thereof. I felt like so many times I watched him play to keep the game close but lose in the end, and it seemed as though he was okay with it. You know, it seemed as though he was a, he was he, he allowed himself to say, "All right, look at what I'm doing." You know, for a franchise that hasn't had much success, the fact that I'm keeping games close. What more can you ask of me? It, it never really seemed like you know he had that winner's mentality. And I think when you come or when you get to the playoffs in the NFL, where it's one game. Winner take all, you know, you, the guys that separate themselves are the ones that are going to win at all costs and want to win at all costs. So while I'm not really excited for this game, cause you know, even Kyler Murray for some reason doesn't really move the needle for me. He just, he just doesn't. Um, 
and again, neither does Matt Stafford. I'm interested to see what the outcome of this game is because if it if 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 Matt Stafford can't win this weekend, if he can't win this weekend, there's going to be a lot of people like myself who have criticized him throughout his career who are going to double down on all that criticism and say, "Hey man, with all this talent that you've had all the, you still ended up in the same spot. You couldn't you couldn't win this a play right. you couldn't win a playoff game." This is the best opportunity for you win that you've had in your career. And I think something to touch on with Matt Stafford too and I hate saying it because he had such a great year, but he's second in the NFL in touchdowns, but he's 30th in the NFL in interceptions. Yeah, he's got the most. So you can tell that there is some bad decision-making that still haunts him. So this is going to be a true testament to him in his career is how well can you play with an all-pro wide receiver who just had probably the best year of any receiver in NFL history. Granted, you know, Daryl Henderson started the year really well. He got hurt, and so he's a little bit of, eh, what are you going to do? But... I think you're 100% right. When you have a guy that can throw a lot of touchdowns but also throws a lot of interceptions, you got to be skeptical about their decision-making, and we're going to find out. The reason I really love this game is for the sole fact that each team has won against each other on the road. Okay. Right? So Arizona went into L.A. and picked up a W. L.A. went into Arizona the last se- the, the last week of the season and picked up a W by a touchdown, which was a very close game. So – or no, sorry, not the last season, uh, last of the year, but it was a, a few weeks back. But ultimately, that's the reason why I think this game is going to be so exciting is because you got a 1-1 split with two out of your top five teams in the NFC, you know, with the Bucks and the with the Bucks and the Packers. It's really Bucks, Packers, and these two that really have a, a, a true shot to go out and win the NFC. Sorry, all Cowboys fans. But Cow- it's going to be Cowboys ain't winning no NFC. I mean... <laughs> it's I just I just think there's going to be one. I love how they space out playoff games this year. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday, one on Monday. That's yeah, that I didn't I didn't realize that this game was going to be on Monday. I was like, wait, Monday? I guess right. I guess because it's MLK Day, um, you know, and everybody has off. Yep, they they yep. decided to move it. But I mean, I would have preferred for this game to be on Sunday night, just because. I mean especially if you're out here on the East coast is like, yeah, I get it. We have Monday off, but we still got to go to work on Tuesday and it's a playoff game. So if it starts at eight 15, it's not really going to start till eight 30 and it's not going to end till midnight 12. Like yeah, that, that's for the East coasters, right? An eight right. 15 start in Los Angeles at SoFi stadium is a five 15 start on MLK day. So it gets everybody rough and rowdy on the West coast to get pumped up for the blue and gold. But I just think it's, this is a game where you can, and granted, we've been talking about it here for the past hour, so we won't bore you guys anymore. But this is a game where you can literally look at it and say, throw a dart. You know, throw a, throw a dart at, at a dartboard that has the Arizona Cardinals on one side and the, you know, and the Los Angeles Rams on another. So I'm excited for the fact that it's a 1-1 split this year. The Arizona Cardinals started 7-8-0. The Rams had a good start to this season. These are perpetually based on the year two of your best teams in the nfc that two are of the best teams in the enough. nfl two contenders right. this is probably the only game where you have two teams that you say all right these two teams could legit win this weekend and then go exactly. go on and win it all not really in the 49ers cowboys game i don't see the cowboys obviously pittsburgh doesn't have any shot the eagles don't really have any shot to win patriots buffalo bills i don't think anybody's really giving either one of those teams a shot to win it all. And then the Raiders and Cincinnati Bengals, no shot. So to your point, you have two teams in the Cardinals and the Rams right. who could win this game and then very go very much so go on for, you know, to, to make a run and, and potentially win a Super Bowl. So 
Yep, it's hands down your most competitive first round matchup that we're gonna watch this weekend. Facts. So, facts, facts. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. Dude, we uh we're about at 40, 47 minutes. Uh dude, I this was this was good. Yeah, and I and to, even to this point is I think uh and I don't wanna speak for everybody and whoever listens, but Everybody, you start to, as football fans, you start to get a little depressed come January and February. Even though the playoffs roll around, you don't get your Thursday night games anymore. You don't get, you know, yes, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is great, but we're slowly panning out of football season, which creates an array of depression for sports folks where you have to get stuck watching college basketball or NBA basketball here until baseball starts can't believe i just said that and that oh, left my yeah. mouth but <laughs> point is it's exciting to be back in the booth with you it's exciting to be talking football i know it's been a few months since we got together everybody's got busy schedules holiday time creates i i i've i've moved since the last time we recorded shout out to i didn't even know that sunnyside queens baby oh yeah i knew that I'm sunnyside queens but yeah it is just it's exciting to get back talk about it Hopefully our listeners listeners will agree football is a lot easier to talk about than whether golf is the hardest sport or not. But it's exciting to uh, to have a few weeks left of football now that college football has come to an end. Uh, and then we sit around and we wait for, for August and September of 2022 to roll around. Yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately, we'll have to call it quits right there. Um, good luck to uh any of the betters out there. Uh, good luck to you, Al. I don't know how much action you got, but I know I got a ton. Shout out to shout out to New York. Um, yeah, New York FanDuel DraftKings now in the shout state. out to New to York making Jersey sports lines. betting legal, and I'm probably gonna go broke now. But that's that's okay. We're having we're having fun while we do so. Al, Keep anything else you got? Well. Anything else you got? All good on my end. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. If you have, we appreciate it. We'll come back to you with a little bit more uh, at a quicker time than we. Uh, than we have in the past. We'll coordinate schedules and try to do a recap show. What do you think? Don't tell me twice. All right. Later, guys. Thank you for listening, and we're out.